has been messing around in the Ukraine over there. But you, on the other hand, sent your son over there. You're, you're selling access to the president just like he was. So you you're a damn to... liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that? No one has proved that? I no? Said, you I said, said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Isn't that what you said? I... Get your word straight, Jack. <laughs>
When I took the quiz, I was matched with the Midnight Lux mattress because it's great for side sleepers. I only sleep on my side. There's a little info about Dave Rubin. Do not sleep on my back. Cannot do it. Never liked it. Never will. So if you're looking for a mattress, take the quiz. Order your perfect match and sh the mattress ships right to your door for free. You don't even need to go to a mattress store ever again. Helix has been recommended by leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a solution for improving sleep. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Ruben. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering over, uh, up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Ruben. And now, back to me. Okay. So look, people, they lie. We know they're lying. They know they're lying. They know we know they're lying, and they continue to lie. That is the framework for today's shows, and who are they? Well, they're the media, they're our politicians, they're big tech, it's the whole freaking machine. And then they censor when we try to tell the truth. So the reason I wanted to do this show today, and we're mostly gonna be focusing on Hunter Biden's laptop and the media reaction, or lack thereof, I should say. But the reason I wanted to do it today is because Monday morning is always interesting because I try not to be online over the weekend, and I try to lay low on the news kind of stuff, and then I open up my phone Monday mornings, and it's like, well, what the hell's going on here? And the first thing that popped up on Twitter is that Babylon B, and you guys know Babylon B, I've done their podcast a bunch of times. They, they're actually funny, an actual funny thing in 2022. It's very bizarre. They're a satire site. Uh, they were banned, well, suspended, but potentially banned. I'll explain that in just a sec. On Twitter yesterday for this tweet. So let's pull up the tweet. Here is their tweet, the Babylon B. And as you can see, they're a blue check verified Twitter account. The Babylon Bee's man of the year is Rachel Levine. And of course, Rachel Levine is the, what is she, the deputy health secretary or something like that. You see how I used her preferred pronouns for just a second because I'm trying to be respectful. I always say if someone's respectful of me, I will be respectful of them. I will at least try to do that. And I don't mind, you know, anyone's entitled to do whatever they want with, with their body as a consenting adult and all of that stuff. Anyway, that was their tweet. Now, the, the simple truth is that Rachel Levine is, is trans, meaning biologically male, and has transitioned and is living as a female. I don't know if she's had the full surgery or anything else like that, but that doesn't change your biology. So, so she is a man. She is a man. I mean, this is where the language all, all gets silly. I, I don't want to get too lost in all of that. Uh, but anyway, regardless of what you think about trans people, regardless of what you, what, Rachel Levine's full diagnostic situation is and all that, um, it's a joke. It's a joke. And I'm pretty sure in a healthy society, you're allowed to make jokes. And I'm pretty sure you're allowed to make jokes about gay people and black people and trans people and Jews and everyone else. By making jokes, we actually show that we're all part of the thing together, right? Jokes. Uh, I'm pretty sure in Family Guy, they've made some gay jokes. I'm pretty sure The Simpsons has made some off-color jokes or Seinfeld or whatever, whatever comedy you like, you know, like they've all made jokes. Anyway, it was a joke and you may not like the joke, but of course that is not something worth uh, being suspended on Twitter for. Show me the, the image of, yeah, there you go. So this was uh, posted by the head of Babylon Bee. His name's Seth Dillon. Good guy. I've had him on the show once actually. 
Uh, and he then tweeted out this, we're not deleting anything. So basically Twitter said to him, if you guys delete the account, we'll suspend you for 12 hours. But if you don't delete the tweet, then we're, we're just not letting you back in. He said, we're not deleting anything. Truth is not hate speech. It's the cost of telling the truth. Uh, sorry, if the cost of telling the truth is the loss of our Twitter account, then so be it. So he's fighting back. They, they are not going to delete the tweet. I suspect, I suspect that Twitter is not going to back down on this one. And this will be up to the Babylon Bee guys to decide whether they want that account back on Twitter or not. Because this is one of those things where Twitter has laid out their policy. You may not like their policy and their policy is obviously arbitrary and everything else. Um, but they've said this is what it is. You can't misgender people or be hateful to these protected classes, et cetera, et cetera. He's saying he's not going to back down. So, so it's pretty interesting. And now why am I talking about this? Because obviously one tweet from the Babylon Bee Twitter account and the banning of a joke in and of itself isn't the scariest thing possible. But I think you'll see why, because I think we can link all of this to everything that's happening right now with Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, the laptop from hell, as Donald Trump call it and everything else. So now let's look back in October of 2020. This is right before the election. Remember we had a presidential election and the New York Post, which has been a newspaper, one of the most reputable news sources we've had in America for over a hundred years or so. Uh, they had this story about Hunter Biden's laptop and all the information that was on there and pictures that were on there and emails and everything else. And they were suspended for sharing the story. Connor, can you throw that up one more time? So what you're seeing on the left there is New York Post when they got the info, this is the email that they got saying, hey, your account is suspended. Now, what Twitter also did is what you're seeing on the right, uh, what you're seeing on the right there, which is that if other people tried to post the links on their own Twitter account to New York Post article, uh, they were putting warnings on that. The New York Post, by the way, was founded by a guy by the name of Alexander Hamilton. You might want to Google him if you think he was some crazy conspiracy right-wing maniac, okay? Uh, anyway, now we've got censoring of the Babylon Bee. And if you flash back, you know, roughly two years ago, we've got them censoring a story that we all now know is true. Uh, but don't take my word for it. Here's CBS in Salt Lake City explaining exactly what's going on with the Hunter Biden laptop. Leading up to the 2020 presidential election, the Biden campaign hit a roadblock, a New York Post report about a laptop that landed at a Delaware repair shop apparently belonging to the president's son, Hunter. On that laptop, a trove of emails detailing Hunter's apparent business dealings, including an effort to connect his father, then Vice President Biden, to a Ukrainian energy company where Hunter sat on the board. But the effort to suppress the story came almost immediately. Social media outlets began limiting sharing of the story on their platforms. Facebook calling the move an effort to, quote, reduce the spread of misinformation. Then-President-elect Biden also waded into the waters. Do you still think that the stories from the fall about your son Hunter were Russian disinformation? Yes, yes, yes. But a New York Times report this week confirming the authenticity of the laptop now over a year removed from the first report by the New York Post, the effort to kill the original story is under the spotlight. Okay, so we can all go back and forth and plenty of people will spend plenty of time doing it on all of the contents in the laptop and the importance or relevance of those emails and whatever else he had in terms of pictures and all of that other stuff. 
Uh, but the simple truth is for sure there are emails in there that are very obviously real. Everyone now knows that they're real. We were not allowed to say they were real a year and a half ago. Now they are real, even the New York Times admitted it. We talked about it last week and I'll, I'll show you that piece again in just a moment. Uh, but not only are they real, but it, we have further evidence now that Hunter Biden was working for a Ukrainian energy company and basically trying to sell access to his dad. That's the only reason he was hired. He has no expertise in energy or anything related to Ukraine. It's the only reason the guy got the job. When you talk about the swamp, when you talk about nepotism, all of these things, that's exactly what happened here. And we weren't allowed to talk about that before the election. Like who made the decision at Twitter? This is the real issue beyond, beyond the corruption. Like corruption just exists. We all know corruption exists. Politicians are corrupt. Okay, fine. Companies can do all sorts of things to buy access to, uh, you know, give money to politicians to get policies they want passed, all of that. The real issue is who at Twitter, when this article was breaking, who made the final decision? Was it Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, who made the final decision to say, we will not let this article be tweeted out. We will suspend the New York Post account. Do Whoever made that decision, whatever emails, that's where we should be looking for emails. That's where we should be looking for correspondence. It's at Twitter, really, because who's really in charge of the United States if we can't, if there are certain companies that block the truth from getting out there. And then those certain companies can also block, say, I don't know, the president of the United States from being on their platforms. Because then who's really in charge, right? That's the real question. So there needs to be some internal investigations at Twitter. Twitter obviously is not gonna do that. If we had any journalists, <laughs> let me, if you're a journalist and you're watching this and you want like the easiest slam dunk ever, that's the story, man. Don't worry about the emails. They'll, the emails and the collusion, and the corruption, that shit will be revealed, okay? Oh, Clyde's in studio today, by the way. He's down here in case you hear him shaking it out. Um, that All of that will be revealed, but the real story is what connections did the people at Twitter have to the government or the Biden administration? It wasn't administration yet, the Biden campaign. What connections were there that they said, we will not let this story get out? That's the question. Someone do some freaking work. Would you do some work? And let's just uh, flash back to what happened last week. So now that we're allowed to talk about this, right? It was all a conspiracy theory. Now we're allowed to talk about it. This was the New York Times last week. I remember, this is all the stuff that New York Post said a year and a half ago. People familiar with the investigation said prosecutors had examined emails between Mr. Biden, Mr. Archer, and others about Burisma and other foreign business activity. Those emails were obtained by the New York Times from a cache of files that appears to have come from a laptop abandoned by Mr. Biden in a Delaware repair shop. The email and others in the cache were authenticated by people familiar with them and with the investigation. In some of the emails, Mr. Biden displayed a familiarity with Farah and a desire to avoid triggering it. Okay, so this is exactly what the New York Post was saying before the election. Do you think that this might have affected the election? And is it possible that the powers that be at Twitter didn't want this information to get out because they really didn't like Orange Man and they really did like Joe Biden? Do you think any of that is possible? And it's like, if you think any of that's possible, then how can we trust any of the information that we get from mainstream media that then gets filtered through big tech? You see where I'm going with this today, people? Uh, let's, we showed you this last week too, but let me just run through it real quick. These were just some of the tweets, the then tweets, what these companies were saying. Well, I'm not gonna read all of them, but here's CNN. To me, this is just class book, Soviet Russian tradecraft at work. Former director of national intelligence, James Clapper says, as authorities are investigating recently published emails 
if recently published emails are tied to a Russian disinformation effort targeting Biden. Then we've got more there. Connor, you could just fly through them. NPR said it was misinformation. Joanne Reed from the Mental Institution, it was misinformation. Politico, more than 50 senior intelligence officials. Kyle Griffin from MSNBC. They all wanted to make sure. Here's Ben Rhodes, part of the Obama administration. They all, guys, and there's a gajillion more of those, but they just wanted you to make sure this thing is a lie. A lot of very important people said it's a lie and we shouldn't be able to see that lie. The people who lie about everything did not want you to see the lie that turned out to be true. But if our pictures, I, I promised you guys uh, pictures, video and audio today. Uh, if the pictures that we just showed you of the text of, of what these people are saying is not enough, here's a little video compilation of media pundits and talking heads lying, lying and lying. Biden secret emails. A really fishy story. The Post claimed that the emails were found on a laptop computer that was brought to a repair shop in Delaware in the spring of 2019. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence operation. For all we know, these emails are made up. The information found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks. All the hallmarks, hallmarks rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. Or Russian, Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right wing media machine. I like the lady in the mask the most, you know, like you're on television, not sitting near anyone, uh, you clowns. Anyway, you can really see how lies just get laundered through the system, right? You can just see it, how then all of these people who are supposed to be journalists, who are supposed to be the fourth estate, they're supposed to be protecting us from the powers that be, right? They're supposed to be making sure that we, the citizens, are informed properly about the goings-on of the people that are in charge. But they actually do the complete reverse. They do the complete reverse. I mean, Brian Stelter, okay, you got busted, man. You're busted. Are you gonna have your mea culpa and say, boy, I really went in all on this scandal and it turns out everything that I reported on about Trump and Russia and the laptop being fake and everything else, I, I'm an idiot. I'm either an idiot, I'm either a willful idiot because it felt it fit the narrative that I liked or I'm a propagandist, like pick one potato. Uh, here's video of Joe Biden right before the election and he's very indignant that it's all nonsense, this whole thing. We showed you this one the other day too, but I'm building a case here like a prosecutor, people. So what about the Americans who really today only want me to ask you about Hunter Biden's laptop? How are you going to get them to see that you are fighting for them when they're so By dead the way, set against you? It's, it's, there's nothing to any of that. Nothing to any of that. It's all a smear. Every major outfit, every serious investigator, has pointed out that this is a smear. This is classic Trump. We have four days left, and all of a sudden there's a laptop. And you may, you may recall, there's also talk about four months before there was a similar thing that somebody had, allegedly. There's overwhelming evidence that from the intelligence community that the Russians are engaged. I mean, look, this is my son's an honorable man, and all the investigations that were done around the issue of what was going on in Ukraine. If you notice, every one of the major people who worked for Trump during the impeachment went under oath and under oath said Biden did his job. 
No law was broke. Biden, this Biden, did his job. Hunter Biden broke no laws. That was the testimony. Their testimony from Republicans and intelligence community people. I mean, I just don't even know what planet that guy is on. Everything he said there is a lie. Every single thing he said there. His son is an honorable man. I mean, he's a crack addict. No offense to crack addicts. Um, but he said every major outlet. This is how you see the, the, the lies get laundered. He knows that the major outlets are working for him. So when they say, hey, is the laptop real? He says, well, every major outlet says it isn't real. Yes, because the major outlets either cover uh, for you or lie about it or ignore the story entirely. Then he also says every serious investigator. What he's referring to there is the 50 uh, intelligence officials who all said this was Russian misinformation. And now it turns out to be true because the whole freaking swamp lives to protect the swamp. I don't mean to be a dick about it. It just is. I'm not even, it just is. It just is. And you really have to understand that. And then, of course, he calls it classic Trump. It's classic Trump to make up all of this stuff. If by classic Trump, he means, oh, somebody actually telling the truth, somehow pushing out some level of truth through all of this insanity, then I guess that is classic Trump. Uh, here's classic Trump hitting Joe Biden about the laptop during one of the debates in 2020. Excuse me. Please respond if and then we're going to have follow-up stuff follow is true questions. about Russia, Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq, if this is true, then he's a corrupt politician. Right. So don't give me the stuff about how you're this innocent baby. Joe, they're calling you a corrupt politician. Nobody. Hey, President Trump, I want to stay hell. on the issue Excuse of race. Me. We're Take talking about the, the issue. from hell. President Trump, Nobody. we're talking about race right now, and I do want to stay on the issue of race. President Trump, you just... I have just... to respond to that. Please. Because, look, Very there are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is, has all the care. Four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? You that's got exactly it. what, is this that's where exactly going? what This is going. where he's going. The laptop right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia? I want to stay on the issue of race. You okay? have to be kidding. Here Mr. we go President, again with Russia. We're going to continue Boy, on the issue of race. Not only does Biden just lie about everything, indignantly lie about everything, but then he besmirched the good name of Rudy Gianni. You know, and that's a good man, Rudy Giuliani. He's a good guy, that guy. Um, I'm kidding. I like Rudy Giuliani. He is a good man. And I lived in New York during 9-11 and uh, he saved that city. Um, okay, let's just back up for a second. Why would Hunter Biden, a crack addict, be on the board of Burisma, a Ukrainian energy company, if you have no expertise in that field? Do you think it might be because his dad was vice president of the United States at that point. And that's what these emails are all about. So everything that Joe Biden said there was an absolute lie. He then also references, once again, the 50 former intelligence officials who, if you saw the cover, oh, we should have grabbed it. Maybe we'll grab it for tomorrow. The New York Post, just in the last two or three days, they put up all 50 pictures of these people, basically said they all made it up. There's no evidence. None of them pointed to any evidence that the laptop was a Russian misinformation campaign. They just said it, right? Because they like, they like Biden and they don't like Trump. So everything Joe Biden said there is a lie, but don't listen to me calling it a lie. It's the New York Times now admitting that the laptop is legit. So we shall continue. Here is Jen Psaki. This is White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, but this is before she got the gig 
doing that. Oh, you know what? We'll do this one first, actually. Uh, this is a video of 60 Minutes. This is right before the election. And here's Orange Man once again trying to tell people that something might be legit about the laptop. And you think it's the biggest issue to campaign on? I think it's this, I think it's one of the biggest scandals I've ever seen. And you don't cover it. Because you want to talk about... Well, because it can't be verified. You want to talk I'm about insignificant you. things. I'm telling you. Of course it can be verified. Excuse we, me, we they found the laptop. Verified. Leslie, it Leslie. can't be verified. What can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? Because Even the family hasn't... The family on the laptop, he's gone into hiding. For five days, he's gone into hiding. He's preparing for your debate. Oh, it's taken him five days to prepare? I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. All right. So, you know, I keep saying this thing about um, when you're telling the truth, it's just obvious. I can't believe we're at the point where it's like Trump is obviously the one telling the truth, someone who obviously is over the top and a bragger and, you know, uses language in a very odd way sometimes and all that stuff. But he is more of a truth teller than any of these people. Uh, the line there when he says, well, why aren't you running a story on it? It can't be verified. That's what Leslie Stahl says. Now, I didn't watch 60 Minutes last night. I think 60 Minutes is on on Sunday nights on CBS. If I'm not mistaken, I got a thumbs up over there. Okay, fine. I don't have regular cable TV anymore. Um, but now that it has been verified by the New York Times, Leslie Stahl and 60 Minutes, did you cover it last night? Can we find out, guys? Can we do a little crack research on what 60 Minutes covered last night? That'll be funny. Tell me things that 60 Minutes covered last night, if possible. We'll see if we can get to that in just a second. But I'm guessing they didn't. Now it has been verified. She said we didn't cover it because it wasn't verified. Well, now it's been verified, lady. Hmm. You get it, guys? You get it? And now to Jen Psaki. This is before she was uh, White House press secretary. This is what she said on Twitter. Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinformation, dozens of former Intel officials say. Well, that turns out not to be true. If anything, you, lady, are spreading disinformation. Oh, and look at this. I got what they covered on 60 Minutes last night. Very exciting. They co covered Russia, obviously, high rent across the United States, and uh, something about the WNBA, which I assume three or four years from now, we'll be all men. Uh, so just a lot of nonsense. You guys get it. Uh, but Saki, and as I said, that was before she was press secretary, because that was right before the Biden administration took over. Uh, she now is the press secretary, and she, she just lies about everything, and she looks soulless like she's uh, just deeply wounded inside. So that is the silver lining to this thing, because eventually it does come get you, all the lies. Uh, here she is responding to that very tweet and that excuse about, oh, the intelligence officials said it was, you know, not real. So, you know, okay, good. The president has said, and you have tweeted, that allegations of wrongdoing based on files pulled from Hunter Biden's laptop are Russian disinformation. There is a new book by Politico reporter that finds some of the files on there are genuine. Is the White House still going with Russian disinformation? I think it's broadly known and widely known, Peter, that there was a broad range of Russian disinformation back in 2020. Okay. There was a broad range of Russian disinformation. Well, she said specifically that those guys said the Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, but that turns out to be untrue. And, and what are you saying? That the, the election was meddled with? Have you, have you done anything to protect the election since then? I mean, she's just an endless liar. 
but it continued at the press conference because the press is starting to get some balls. I don't know where the balls are coming from, but they're starting to grow a pair. And here, uh, the questioner was asking about uh, Biden's conflicts of interest with Russia. Um, on Russia, uh, you told me last year that you were unfamiliar with the Senate report that alleged that the first son or a company linked to the first son received $3.5 million from the richest woman in Russia. Uh, subsequent reporting indicates that President Biden, when he was vice president, had a dinner in Georgetown with the same woman in 2015. Um, this uh, Yelena Ballerina, she has not been sanctioned yet by the U.S. government. How is President Biden navigating conflicts of interest when it comes to uh, sanctioning people who have done business with his family? And can you explain to us what this $3.5 million was for? I don't have any confirmation of the accuracy of that report, so I have no more further details. About the conflicts of interest, though, how he's navigating those when deciding sanctions. What would be his conflicts of interest? Uh, well, his son's company allegedly got $3.5 million. From which I have no confirmation of, and he has continued to sanction oligarchs more than we've ever sanctioned in the past. So I'm not sure that's a conflict of interest. I can't stand there. Uh, did you get what's happening there? So, you know, we're sanctioning these Russian oligarchs. So this is sort of the super rich class that lives in Russia. These are the people you see, they've got yachts. And because they have yachts and they're rich, they must all be evil people. I'm not, I'm certainly not defending people that did anything through corruption, but we are sanctioning all of these Russian oligarchs. But you know what's interesting? You're not gonna believe this, guys. The, uh, the journalist was right. This woman that gave $3.5 to one of the companies that uh, Hunter Biden was working for, her name is Yelena Baturina. And she's a Russian oligarch, but for some reason she's not being targeted by the sanctions. According to, and you're not going to believe it, your brain is going to explode, the New York Post. So I assume we won't be able to say that soon enough, and then the New York Times will report on it here. You really get that? Some really super crazy rich Russian woman gave Hunter Biden's company $3.5 million. Why'd she do it? I don't know. Um, but that woman is not being targeted by sanctions uh, as all the oligarchs are, all the oligarchs are, and they're going after everybody else. Really makes you wonder. Anyway, guys, I wanted to do this show and, and do it the way I did on this Monday because it doesn't matter if you care that much about this level of corruption or you, you think that all politicians are corrupt and you think that the mainstream media is evil and you think it's being fueled by big tech and, and that we're stuck, we're all stuck in this game of misinformation and, and what we can see and when we can see it and people that get things right two years ago are destroyed and then people who are late to the party are applauded for it. All of that stuff, it frames everything. It frames everything. It frames not just this story about Hunter Biden and Ukraine, but maybe it frames a little bit of what's going on with Russia and Ukraine right now. Why is it becoming the center of the universe right now? Do you think it has something to do with this? Maybe, maybe it does. I'm not telling you I've got the full piece together, right? All the pieces, but the, the pieces of the puzzle are all on the table and you can start putting them together sometimes, but then big tech comes in and then the media comes in and they're constantly shaking the table. So the the puzzle pieces always fall apart, right? That's, that's how it is. But I think related to what's going on in Russia and Ukraine, all of the COVID stuff and all of the things that we found out were lies way later. It's like, man, if you figured out a way to not go nuts through all of it, right? I give you a lot of credit. And it doesn't mean you're gonna be right along the way on every single thing. But if you remember a little bit of what the old world is, if you remember a little bit about what truth is, and if you keep your eye on that, it's gotta be better than what they're selling us. And, and as we roll into 
uh, the midterm elections, as it, you can feel it again, like they're about to start some COVID thing again, or it's going to start right before the midterms or whatever. It's like, we really have to be wary about all this. There was another story I saw this morning that the CDC has, is now telling their employees that they have to be better with statistics going forward. It's like, oh, did you guys lie about all the statistics too? And Fauci lying about everything. So that's my mission. My mission now going forward is, is it's been my mission, I guess, already, but something about this Hunter Biden story, it's all so obvious if you, if you just want to see it. But I, I guess a lot of people don't want to see it because you got to live your life and you got to have a job and hopefully have somebody that loves you and maybe have a family and get out there and do whatever gives you some joy in the mess. So you just turn away. You just hope that the system will just not be totally evil. But it's like something is seriously, seriously wrong here. And this is, an, this is a really important warning for the 2022 elections. What other things are they going to lie about? You know, like they lied. They lied and then banned people and suspended people for telling the truth about this. They've made the good guys look like bad guys. Remember, that's what they do with everything. It was only a month and a half ago. We were all had three days of Joe Rogan's the biggest racist in America. They, they keep getting our eye off the ball on things while they are the ones who are usually doing the bad things. And we can't let the Democrats and the media people and big tech get away with it. We can't, if you wanna live freely, maybe you don't, or maybe you're afraid, but I think your fear is, is the fuel for these guys. Um, and as I always say, it doesn't mean that the Republicans are that great, but they ain't Democrats and that's worth something. Uh, guys, one more time, I wanna remind you that, uh, oh, you know what, before we do that, before we do that, it's Meme Monday over at the Rubin Report uh, Locals community. Can we throw the meme up? Today, this is what I threw up today. This is kids in 2050 trying to study the 2019 to 2022 chapter of history uh, for a test. I mean, it's just, it's just perfect. Like, how is anyone, you feel bad for adults? Like, what do you think kids are going through right now? It's just insanity. Uh, reminder guys, the tour, it's coming and I wanna see you guys. I know the VIP tickets are going real fast. Uh, especially we have a disproportionate amount of VIP tickets being sold right now. Orlando, April 18th. Oh, we got a cold close for you today that I think you're going to really dig. I just want to get through this real quick. Uh, Orlando, April 18th, uh, West Palm on the 19th, Clearwater, Florida on the 20th, Raleigh, North Carolina, April 21st, Atlanta, Georgia with Michael Malice on the 22nd, Chicago on the 23rd, Dallas with Glenn Beck on the 24th of April, Washington, D.C. with Megan uh, McCain on April 25th. Uh, April 26th, West Nyack, New York with Megan Kelly. Dennis Prager will be joining me on May 11th in Brea, California. I believe I've put it into the universe and I just need final text confirmation that Larry Elder, the man who should be governor of California on May 12th in Oxnard, uh, May 15th, San Jose, California. May uh, 16th will be in Phoenix, Arizona and May 18th in Denver. And I'll be adding more of the special guests and all that good stuff. And I, I promise you, it's just gonna be fun. The, the point of the show will be fun. I promise you, if you come and you're ready to have a good time and have a couple of drinks and laugh and shoot the shit, you will leave in a better mood than, than when you got there. That is my, that is the Dave Rubin 100% guarantee. If you want tickets, you can go to daverubin.com slash events. Uh, by the way, guys, my full episode with former ambassador, U.S. ambassador in Germany, Rick Rennell, is up on Locals right now. And uh, we thought this would be a perfect cold close. If you want a perfect example of how the media reacted to the Hunter Biden story, the meme makers of the internet. Mwah. 
Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.